What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, and SeatGeek, promo code HAM, NEs.com, promo code HAM, and BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. There was just a, a story on the ringer today, and I scanned it before we started doing this podcast. I'll just, can I read you the last paragraph? Uh, please. Uh, and this is following a kind of a breakdown of what happened with Antonio Brown. But then even with the team's central architecture having disappeared before the season could begin, there were the Raiders winning. There they were in line for the wild card. There they were ready to challenge Mahomes and the Chiefs. I believed. Maybe you believe too. And then the clock struck midnight. And the Raiders are just six and seven. Mediocre Raiders again. And it's anyone's guess as to whether Gruden knows or has known or will ever know what he's doing. You know, I saw a good tweet today because I watched the Gruden press conference after we recorded the podcast just because, like, you know, I'm not as locked in on just John's narratives. I'd just be interested to hear how he kind of talks. And he. The one thing that we were hard on him in the beginning was, God, he's got a lot of excuses. I thought this guy was going to come in parcel style. Like, we don't do fucking excuses here. Heads roll. We win or you're gone type. You know, I thought he was going to be this crazy badass. And then you talk to people, you're like, well, he was always kind of a finger pointer. And then you watch him, and you're like, well, he's not quite finger pointing as much anymore. And he's not making up that Reggie traded Khalil or that he didn't know how much money was in his contract. Just kind of talking like a politician. But he was, like, bringing up the injuries a lot. It's like, John, you didn't lose because of injuries. You got your ass kicked three straight weeks, one by the Jets a couple weeks ago, who were the laughing stock of the league at the time, you know? I mean, it, we've forgotten a lot in a couple weeks because Gase and, uh, and and Sam Darnold have looked better. I, I thought I, I saw D.D. Gregoria sign. I'm like, with the Giants? No, the Phillies. Uh, 14 years with Joe Girardi. Or 14 million, sorry, and, with Joe Girardi. Uh, you just... With Gruden, I'm like, well, I'll cut him a little slack. Like, he's got a lot of new players or whatever. And then I saw a tweet this morning that said, of the 35 players on their defense, on, the, on their roster, so of like 60 total players, 35 of them are defenders, 31 of them have been acquired in the John Gruden era, which is, what, 
not even two years old. Like he's, let's not act like this is, you know, he's just, he's still going through all the crumbs in his fucking roster and getting guys. No, he did that about year one. Got rid of every, these are his guys, his guys. Now the one kind of curveball is Derek. And to me, that's kind of like the one interesting thing with this franchise the last three weeks. Like do you, when the season ends and they're seven and nine or hell, I mean, if they don't win this week, are they going to win another game? Because you saw the Chargers high end. If they just play well, like they're just still got good players. Derwin James back now in Denver is playing much better well, than the Raiders. The, yeah, the thing is, if they don't like the Jags, for anyone that hasn't been paying attention, I've been paying attention to the Jags, they're a mess. A disaster. Like I said on the last pod, they're playing. Really, it doesn't matter. Like Foles, Minshew, they can't block, which makes Minshew actually makes more sense because Nick isn't mobile. But their defense hasn't played since – I don't think their defense has earned a paycheck since October. Guy, October? I think it was like earlier in the season. I remember watching like a game week two and thinking, this team's a mess. You know it's bad because Coughlin, I saw one of the – somebody I follow covers the Jags said, last week, I guess, said, you know, Coughlin hasn't spoken to the media since the offseason, and he did a press conference basically telling fans, like, hey, we need you guys. So obviously Shot is telling him, like, hey, man, we got we to gotta rally the troops here. Um, but – they, I mean, they're, that's a dead team walk. And that one, two, three Cabo uh, was been the, has been the cheer since pre-Halloween there. Well, it felt like so J- J- Jalen started be, it, right? John, I, losing – yeah, Jalen did start it. And he, got, and he got his way, right? That yeah. probably didn't help things. No. But losing to that – like, I, I can't – as much – whatever we say about the – they, I don't think they're going to lose to the Jags. No, I, I don't I think. I, yeah, I mean, I would hope not. I'd be – I would be surprised if they lost to the Jags. I, I am – as someone, I don't know that, what the line is, but I'm picking the Raiders. I, this week. I, I was gonna do. Uh, I was checking on the line because I'm fascinated to see it. I'm with you. Listen, my prediction on the Raiders win. They've already won. I, I'm rooting for them to win this game just because of like sniff, sniff. Yeah, it, no. it, it's just too ugly. Like you lose to the Jaguars. I, I, I don't want to bask in their like super super. Like I don't. I'm not looking for the Washington Redskins out here. This this would be. Would you say the worst loss? in the last five or six years for the Raiders to lose the Jaguars and your way out of Oakland, where it feels like the, is the team back on fire again? Because back to the elephant in the room with Derek, me and Kawakami talked about this a little bit. What is more likely that Derek is cut slash traded? It would be traded slash cut. Like if they can't trade him, they just release him. or keep Derek and then use one of your high capital draft picks on a quarterback. I think it's that. I said it on the last pod. I'll keep saying it. I just, it's not cutting quarterbacks with no other plan to me just isn't, you just don't well, do yeah. it. Well, yeah. I mean, p- part of part of the, the trade cut would be because they were acquiring, I'm just using a random name, Andy Dalton. They could get Cam. They could trade for Foles. You know, something like that. Yeah. They, yeah. If, he, if he's traded slash cut, it would be because they're acquiring another veteran. And they still right, might right. then draft a guy. We've seen happen. How many times in the last five years? It feels like it happens to every top pick. It's like Sam Bradford, you're the quarterback of the Eagles. Well, not really. You know, so-and-so's the quarterback. No, this guy's here. It happens all the time. Which, But I think it's easier to do that, and this is what Tim keeps bringing up, is Derek's brothers are on Twitter, and, you know, it's just, are they going to draft a guy with the first-round pick and have to deal with that drama that is just pointless? I did see when Tim tweeted out that he did a podcast with you on Tuesday. I just like, let's check the replies. And like the fourth reply down was like Raiders bashing question mark question mark. The the Raiders are favored by six and a half points. Okay, 
Uh, they might cover that. I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, can they? Are they going to get after the quarterback? Are they going to expose the Jags' weak? Is I mean, is uh, Cleveland Furl starting, John? Uh, I I didn't realize you're still on the team the last couple of weeks. I I I just think you're going to Vegas. What are they? I mean, Gruden is that guy. What's on the billboard beside him? And he's had two seasons. If he doesn't have a winning year this year, or even just 500, it's like this guy's just losing. They don't really have that much hope moving forward. If they change the quarterback, that's where at least if you were able to like acquire a Cam Newton, there would be some like, well, Cam Newton's on the Raiders. Have some star power, right? I don't know if necessarily Gruden's thinking like that, but he does like older veteran players. Foles, would Foles have a little cachet to him that he won a Super Bowl a couple years ago? I don't know. Well, I don't know if he have cachet, but I, I do think Foles is an interesting possibility for them. I just, where are they? Now, we'll see. I'm not going to overreact to one game. But if Drew Locke has like a pretty unreal three well, or four games, like they, wouldn't it feel like the Broncos have more momentum? More I, momentum? Yeah, if they finish the year feeling like they drafted the right quarterback, and, yeah. And they rattle off like three of the last four? I do think it feels to me just on paper like oh, wait, there's I, a difference I've been between, telling you guys I know quarterbacks. There's a difference between six and ten and seven and nine. Not a big one. It doesn't actually, nothing's tangible, especially if that seventh win is over the Jags and then you lose I've just thought to of, the Broncos thought and the some, Chargers. Some great memes if I covered the Broncos after Locke's performance of just like Elway walking into a bar or Elway walking into a restaurant or Elway walking into work. You could have, I'm sure that in Broncos Twitter there was some of that happening. I'll tell you, man, I was when I was in Denver, I hopped in a rental car for a basketball game last week and the radio, like the sports talk station was on. What are they talking? And so I just, list, I just listened to it for two days. And it was just like, uh, what's the chemistry like in that locker room? And uh, why does why does Vic keep talking about McManus, right, as the kicker? Yeah. Why does he keep talking about some long kicks against the Raiders and now that's messed up his leg swing? And I guess Vic has had like been fixated on some mechanical kicking thing or uh, something's weird with the kicker. And then there was I, one night I turned on. It was twenty minutes of like they had like some legal expert on because uh, who's the quarterback from Ole Miss who's like on the Ch- Colts Chad, now? Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly had like punched a filmographer at Von Miller's Christmas party in twenty eighteen, and that and he's getting sued. And it, just, it was it did not feel like a well oiled machine was running. <laughs> but that was before Drew Locke played a good game, so. So would you imagine Drew Locke talks? It was like, I, hey, look, man, I, I told you, Keenum or Flacco, I would have been good with either one. Like, that was a quote that somebody said. So it's, they're not in great shape, but if they got a quarterback, it, it Isn't it amazing okay. when you go into another market, even with a team, like, you feel like you follow a lot of teams, pro sports, you're just like, God, I am way out of the loop on the true nitty-gritty of this sports market, you know? They're like, all right, we're going to listen. This is, uh, this is eight minutes of uh, – Who's their best receiver now? I don't even know who it was. Sutton, maybe. Yeah, number, I, number fourteen, I think. It, it was like a it was like a media scrum. No, so Noah, I they never Noah said, Fant, maybe. No, it wasn't Noah Fant. Nobody really said who the guy's name is, but or the guy's name was. But anyway, I, yeah, man, I, I don't see how we can come out of this year with the Raiders now. Okay, they won more games than than you said they would. Fine, but at the end of the day, are you good or did you make progress or not? Did you make progress or not? I don't. You feel know these how last three games are big for progress. 
No, because the teams are playing stink. I don't. So what are they going to win nine games? I would say though, if you could win, you, if you could win nine games, you'd feel okay about it. But here's well, especially what, if you what two, I, you you sweep the Chargers and Broncos. To me, there's progress there. If you go nine and seven and I, sweep those teams, but if you get you lose two of these was, last three, honestly, man, it'd feel kind of hollow because when the games mattered, they got their ass kicked. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's easier to – I'm with you. It might be a little hollow progress, but at least you could hang your hat on some progress and, and forget about when the, when it was nut-cutting time and everyone was watching, you got rolled. And it started by getting rolled with the Jets and the question mark if you can't travel, right, into cold weather. Like, that That won't change. That, that's Yeah, but to me it was just – it was a game you had to win. I don't care where – it just you, – you played a big game and didn't show up for it. Didn't even blow. Right. Didn't that even to me is the headline. Are you talking the Jets or are you talking the Chiefs? I'm talking the Jets. Yeah, they killed you. I mean, destroyed you. I. My question is, they're already. How do they balance out Josh Jacobs, who they feel like they're beyond dependent on, on offense when they they need so much help on defense? So it's like, yeah, you got a couple picks, but you can't use one of those two picks on like a wide receiver, can you? Like that's, but that is a problem. But God, your defense is atrocious. Like Gruden, you're pissed off about defense. Well, most good defenses draft a lot of good players. Right. So it's like, how do you balance? And at best, they're one for two at that. Yeah. Just, you they had two histor- first round his- picks they used on historical on odds. Defensive exactly. Players. That's a good point too. So your odds are not great. Wouldn't you be stunned though? If like both those two picks are going to defense. <laughs> How do they not use one of those on a great wide receiver draft on a sweet wide receiver? Gruden's an offensive guy. He, yeah. he tried this year with the Antonio Brown, just blew up in his face. Like, he wants a playmaker bad. You look back at his history, like, you know, trades for Keyshawn Johnson, you know, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. Like, he wants star wide receivers. Why, who doesn't? That's his offense. This is his baby. And, and look at this draft, guy. It's just stacked with... You know, you, depending on what draft analyst you look, but I can just text people in the league. Like, six or seven guys are going to have first-round grades coming in the league this year, you know, or coming into the draft. Like, they're going to be – Yeah, maybe you can get a good player at the top of the second round, but they're not at the – are they at the top of the second round? Okay, remember that Khalil Mack thing they called the uh, uh, trade swap? The Bears have their second-round pick. Yeah, but they have the but but neither one of those picks is at the top of the second round is what I'm saying. No, but I mean they're in the, the middle of the second yeah, round. Yeah, but it, but they they don't have that's where Devonte and Michael Thomas like good players they don't have that pick though. That pick is gone. Wait, you gave the Bears your second for their third? How does this make any sense? It's it means it makes less sense now. Like wait, they really wanted oh, this player. Possible. You had a line of 15 teams willing to like what do you want for Khalil Mack? We'll give you whatever you want. And you said, well, we'll also give you this with him. Like, what? And it's it goes back to then Gruden blaming Reggie. And maybe if I wanted to be like Raider Homer guy, I'd be like, well, a lot was going on then. They weren't on the same page. It, it, it was just going to be weird no matter what with those two guys trying to do it. Yeah, but if you were in charge, why would you let a guy you're not on the same page with handle an important trade? Or even if you were letting him do the nuts and bolts and you had to sign off, how would you sign off on that part? Right. Why, like, why, you don't know why would you just, know why would you just tell crazy. him? You call Ryan Pace back and you say, listen, we'll take your two ones. And you get Khalil Mack. Fucking hang up. That's it. That's the deal. If, Anybody that doesn't know anything about cars has at least done that once at the mechanic. Like, and what is this charge? And they tell you, you don't understand. But you at least asked and you feel okay about that. Oh, we did the, it was the regional pipe fluid flush. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, because yeah, yeah, what was it going to be like? Okay, right. Ryan, 
Uh, we're not going to do the pick swap. You're not going to get Khalil Mack. We're going to give him to the Buffalo Bills. You got 10 seconds to either agree to that or I'm going to hang up and I'm going to give him to the Buffalo Bills. What's he going to say? No! We got to... Aaron Tippett, we got to stand for something. Or did you really want Khalil Mack? Because it's it's pretty clear when you put two first rounders on the table, you really want the motherfucker, right? <laughs> you ain't you ain't walking away over like you know a house because like the rug in the bathroom's a little off. You're like, I'm all in on this. How about uh, eight eight and eight? Eight and eight feel like progress? It would be on to, paper. To me, if Derek plays well in Denver, I yeah, would have to. We'll see what it looks like. I would say. Eight and eight if Denver's one of the wins. Because, like, whatever, okay. Chargers, I don't even think a game, whatever. It means nothing. I think winning in Denver is something they're eventually going to have to do if they're going to be a good team. Doesn't it feel, and Tim and I, you and I have talked about this, but they get matched. Their Chiefs and Denver game are consistently in December. At minimum, Thanksgiving week, right? They never play. Oh, just playing Kansas City September 30th. That's, that's just not how they get scheduled. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.